All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Okay, it's the big one. We're not doing headlines today, guys. I don't have the time. And know what? No one gives a shit because the biggest story out there right now is this goddamn movie that we've been waiting for all year. I think that it's just, you know, Mitch, you you uh, you opened up your notebook that's been uh, notes that you've been taking since we started this podcast, and on the last page, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Somehow, guys, I think it's been our destiny to do this show, and we've been leading up to this all along since we started the podcast way back in April. Wow! And Was here we April? are. So, welcome to the Woodward's. Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. And uh, all of that news and discussion this week will be Star Wars related as we delve into Star Wars The Force Awakens, the movie we've all been waiting for. I'm here, I'm Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friend. Colin Ward. And my friend. Mitch Hobbs. I didn't say friends plural the first time. And we are here. We're separated. We're separated. We're all <laughs> separated. Colin's back. Colin, welcome back. Hey. You uh, missed out on the room last week. I you, did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to give us your just initial thoughts? Yeah, just a little quick. What do you think of... Do, uh, are we... I thought we were just dying. Just quick. Just quick. Just it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Good, good right. not great. Good not great. Okay. Brie okay. I was kind of in the same. Yeah. Brie Larson's great. Brie Larson's great. Yeah, yeah. How about Home Alone? You saw Home Alone at, at the DSO. Uh, DSO. That was fun. So that was like the live orchestra shit, right? Yeah. That was really incredible. That is um, cool. I've always wanted it. It was like the second or third year they've done this. Yeah, I, I think I'll do it every year now. Yeah, it's, I want to go for it's sure. It's tons of fun. And, you know, I haven't seen Home Alone probably for three years now. Oh, wow. Okay. And That's interesting. I watch it like twice a year. I, I, yeah, I really? don't know why. Like, I always been like, oh, I've seen that recently. And then I like realized like, I haven't seen it recently. And yeah. then I was in tears just laughing. There's some oh, just it's, such funny moments. Oh, there is a lot movie. of funny moments. And the orchestra sounded. I've been. I saw that it was. It was that they were doing that the Wednesday before the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I just. The reason I didn't go is I like literally was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to save my money, <laughs> because I'm gonna see Star Wars four or five times yeah. in theaters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've I've seen it twice. Twice. And uh, you know, just in time for us to talk about it. Um, well, let's get started. We we just said, and I'm not, we're not. I'm not joking. We're not gonna do headlines today because I think we we have so much to talk about. With this movie, um, I almost don't know where to know where to start. A little shop first. Um, we we did this like kind of. Uh, Colin, you didn't give any answers. We did this like Woodward's uh, questionnaire. Thing oh yeah, for Star I didn't Wars. even see the email until um, like an hour before you put a due date. You should, on, you on should, it you should like, do it because eh. I, I know I was kind of late on that. But I, I, just everyone listening out there, we we did these like really silly questions for Star Wars. A lot of them are Detroit related. Detroit related, so they're funny. Um, and they're fun to do. So if you have if you have answers to those, send them at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail dot com because I want to kind of add to it throughout the week as like Star Wars is getting more yeah. and more popular throughout the week and people are talking about it because this buzz isn't going to go away. I don't think they were funny um, questions. Yeah, and funny answers. Everyone's really we have we have more funny friends than I thought we did. Um, <laughs> I try, <laughs> Mitch. You're you're hilarious. Um, the other thing uh, we will I'm gonna do because I, I know a lot of people enjoyed listening to me and Alexander. Uh, other podcasts talk about 
just you know four hours of star wars talk so and in addition to this podcast i'm gonna do it like a geekier version of this later on that being said this i'm going this is i mean i'm you know i'm here if you guys want to ask crazy geek questions to go for it but i'm gonna try to just view this film as a film yeah. and you know obviously i can't take out the other six star wars movies and talking about it but you know mitch you asked me if i could be objective about it um and i'm gonna try my hardest to be objective about it um that being said, I don't want to go first. So we always do initial thoughts. Um, anyone itching to talk? Just, just say oh, what no. you think about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, Guys, no. also, we are spoiling. I mean, if you're an idiot, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and haven't. Because if, if you haven't seen The Force Awakens and you're listening, we shouldn't be anyways. But don't even go to Force Awakens. Like, don't go to any Star Wars-related website anything because spoilers are out there and people don't are, go on the internet <laughs> people are assholes like really yeah. crazy oh yeah I, I, speaking of which yeah actually, i had i actually had the um the spoiler, big spoiler, spoiler revealed or revealed to me unfortunately no shit spoiler 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 i think that's enough uh i was looking at an article on facebook on like cbs sports no and, way. Yeah, and I was looking. I like to look at comments on Facebook because I like to judge like what yeah, people are thinking course, right. and how. And, and awful sometimes they're really entertaining, is. and you can you know. Um, and then somebody posted a photo of uh, the lightsaber through Han Solo. Jesus and I was, Christ! And I was dude. like, oh god damn it! And I immediately like got really pissed off, and and then I it took me like a day to kind of like process it, and then be like, well. Okay, you know, like I, I know it's coming. You know, it's about the journey. Let's see what happens, and and it that I think it paid off. as devastating as it was. It paid off really well, um, but really about this movie. So yeah, what were your? What do you think? What not do you think about enough it? Jar Jar hijinks and not <laughs> enough t- political talk about intergalactic trade. Come on, people. No, this movie uh, captured. I actually agree in a, in a certain sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This movie captured uh, the spirit of Star Wars very well. Um, it was fun. It had really fun characters that you could relate to. And um, it was pretty much everything I wanted it to be for the most part. Uh, fun, emotional, sad, funny. Very funny, actually. Yeah. And it, it was funny without being stupid or childish. Like It's you know. Lawrence Kasdan, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, Star Wars humor, for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved that part. And I thought the villain was great. I thought the new characters fit perfectly with the story, as well as like the old characters. It meshed very well. And then uh, it was just a great experience. And I it was ended on a cliffhanger that, you know, they're supposed to. I want more now. I want... I can't wait to talk about this for the next two years and be like, what's going to happen? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Colin, what are you, what do you thought? You texted me. Hmm. Right. Right <laughs> after you saw it. Yeah, it is a big, Hmm. I mean, I, I will not say that I don't like this movie. I like this movie. It was fun and it was entertaining. It was one of the best times I've had in the theater all year without question. Um, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's perfect. Um, and I think it's extremely safe, which is fine. And I think I, it's still something that I'm struggling with. And I'm actually going to see it again right after the show, right after we record here tonight. And I'll try to have a more solid opinion on it. But I'm um, just struggling between it, you know, being so safe, but also laying the foundation for what's to come. For a new trilogy. And it's hard to. And so judging it. Right now, I think it's a little too safe. But, you know, once we get two more movies in the series, I might respect it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, extremely entertaining. Um, 
I think everyone is going to like this movie. Yeah. I think it did its job perfectly in um, bringing people back that may have been skeptical. And, you know, a lot of people criticize, like, the main criticism is it's a lot like A New Hope, you know. But, you know, that's familiar. You know, we need something familiar to get us back on track. And now it's like, all right, let's go. Um, but even though there were some similarities, it still felt like a completely different movie. Yeah. Anyway, so my my initial like, um, and I'm you know I, I can't pull my Star Wars fandom completely away from this. And I just want to say like when I I saw it at midnight, or not I saw it at seven p.m. the the night of, and dude, I was literally like I was feeling my face before the movie started because I was like burning up. I was like I've never felt that anxious sitting before a movie before. Because there's a certain sense of, like, the prequels, at least I knew what was going to happen. And there was not, like, too much that worried me about, like, how is this going to change how I view Star Wars? Because like, you just, the story's there. Um, so I was, I just want to say I was just extremely, like, on edge before the movie started. You can talk to everyone who was there. They were like, Kale, are you okay? <laughs> um, look, I'm with you guys. This movie is extremely fun. Um, I think most of that, I, I would say 80% of the fun and enjoyment I have with this movie has to do with the cast and the performances. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, you know, not even the callbacks to the originals. Not, that's not what pushes it over the edge of fun for me. It was just everyone. I thought, you know, I thought Daisy was amazing. I thought John Boyega was awesome. I wanted more of Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was great. Um, I, I would say, honestly, my initial thoughts, I've seen this twice. The, after the first time I saw it, I, the, what I thought was, this is exactly, it met my expectations for what I thought this film was going to be when J.J. was announced as director. Mm. It didn't meet my expectations on what this film, what I thought this film was going to be when I saw the trailers and stuff. To me, this is not far from... This is not a slight, but it's not far from the Star Trek movie he made yes. in 2009. Yes. I, I think visually it's very similar. And I think um, stylistically, especially with the action sequences, it's really similar. And, um, you know, it's similar in that it's safe. And I'm, I'm with you. I think that it's like... And I get, I get it, Mitch. I actually think you know part of the problems with this movie stem from they don't want to be like complaints of the prequels scared them from doing certain things that could have been done well in the prequels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is the political talk. I think they stayed away from it, and it kind of hurts the story of the yes. film in a way. Yes, it does. Because they didn't want, and they wanted to stay away from it because they didn't want to be like the prequels. Those are initial thoughts. Um, you know, I, the rehashing doesn't bother me that much. The unoriginality doesn't bother me that much. Again, because they do make it fresh. It does feel new and different. Not like Jurassic World did, mm-hmm. for sure. They did a better job of it oh, than yeah. that. Um, and, um, you know, that's it. I, it's, I'm, I'm with you. The, the best part of this is that it, it brings back the, the mythological debates that we're going to have for two years. I think that, that is the best part of this, is that mm-hmm. we are going to discuss this and debate this, and we're all going to try to figure out who's this and why did this happen. And it's more of the mystery that they just keep throwing out. I mean, I, I, I knew this was going to happen. We have more questions after seeing it than we did when we went into it. And that's that's how Star Wars should be made. Yeah. So that's good. So those are, I think we're all on board. And this is a fun freaking movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A, and good, I wanna, a good, fresh, like, new start. Yeah. And I want to continue with that. I think let's, let's do this where, let's talk about what we loved first. And then we can talk about what we didn't like or what we thought could have been done differently. Um. I guess like this is build on the acting and the, and the characters. Yeah. I mean, you know, is Ray not going to be one of the most iconic f- female characters mm. of like our generation now? I mean, yeah, I think that's he, kind of a given at this point. I, I read something. It was like we've reached peak female heroine because <laughs> she is like she was perfect. She was in every 
and every person and uh kicked ass and had faults and not much else to say about that yeah um performance wise i thought daisy really was great at it and i mean this is i when i saw it and after i was walking out of the theater i immediately thought of Charlize theron from mad max and how probably the two best action movies of the year have these really strong not sexualized at all no, women at all. that are just badasses and they're not perfect characters and they shouldn't be perfect characters and i i i i loved ray's character definitely my favorite part of the movie mm-hmm. um, was her whole arc yeah and what i loved about ray too though especially in contrast to charlie's theron's character and like even sarah connor and like a lot of sometimes they try to push the like they're so edgy you know to the max or mm-hmm. the mad max so to speak yeah and ray she's a badass for sure but she has such a joy to her too that is just it's well. so hard to balance that as yeah. an actress yes yeah. i mean she's funny she has this she she's great at looking like she is terrified in, in terrified but also in <laughs> awe and in, i mean she literally hits every emotion in this film mm-hmm. you know th- there's a lot of criticisms of this film that i think are valid i don't people that say that she didn't do well or that she was boring it's like what movie i don't know i yeah. thought she was amazing and you know, I can't wait to see where her career is going to go. I mean, if you look at, you know, Natalie Portman and uh, Carrie Fisher, I mean, those are kind of two different ways that the career can go, and both in great ways. <laughs> let's and, let's if, be honest, Carrie Fisher's having a lot more fun than Natalie yeah, no, and, I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, at the expense of, of her, we, we are enjoying Carrie Fisher, too. But, um, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm, just, I'm very interested to see where this is going to take the newcomers, like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, mm-hmm. because their lives are going to change they're just it's done now i mean it's like they got to figure out how to handle this lifestyle now it's kind of crazy um what about john boyega what about finn's character i like <laughs> i liked him I, I he was a good uh comic relief and just the chemistry and charisma i guess charisma is a word but um the chemistry he brought onto the screen when he was with other characters played like perfectly well when he's with poe then they're trying to escape that starship. I love that was yeah. so fun. Like yeah. their reactions were great, and he's you kind of predicted it. He's like the coward, like character yeah. that is going to redeem himself in one way or another. And I I liked his backstory as much as we know very little about it. That he and it kind of tells us how the first order like came to be. How he basically plucked from his family Which and is brainwashed. Funny because what does that sound like? Sounds like the Jedi of the prequels, yeah, which right. I think is really interesting and not unintentional. Um, that they're they're not clones, they're not soldiers that are voluntary like they are in the original trilogy, where mm-hmm. we're implied to think go to the academy, become an imperial soldier. Mm-hmm. The clone, the stormtroopers in this uh, trilogy are, you know, they never knew their parents and they are just brainwashed to think one name. They don't even get a name. Yeah, FN two one eight seven. Two one eight seven. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that whole thing was actually very interesting, especially since, in a way, you know, he's we kind of see the movie through his eyes in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. more even more than Ray, I think, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Like especially the beginning of the movie. I mean, you're you're almost completely seeing it through his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You you, I I can see where people were wishy washy on the way Finn was used. I mean, do what do you think? Yeah. Um. I, I like the idea of his character, you know, the stormtrooper, you know, who wants to 
with a moral code. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I, the transition happened awfully fast for me, but I understand, like, you can't, like... I think ha- everything <laughs> in this movie happens awfully fast, yeah. to be honest with you. But yeah. yeah. Um, and I also thought he was a little bit, like, too modern sounding. No I shit, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, some of, like, the, like, his phrase, like, his dialogue oh, hell phrase... hell no. Yeah, was... Didn't... It seemed like he was, like, transported in from another movie. Oh, I've had a really messed up day. And it doesn't know if it sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's Star Warsy, but I I, I notice it more if at you the go. I think sorry if you go back to the, the the original Star Wars, you you hear some of that like Luke and Han. They like say like a lot of- Han. Like I can't think of something off the top of my head, but a lot of the ways Han talks to Leia is very like. It's very like disco age, casual. casual. But that was the time. That time, yeah, no. But so but this is but what you're saying. Time. Is, <laughs> but what you're saying is like you saying this doesn't sound 2015 or like or it does too much. Like, it sounds too much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that, but there's still a little of that in the original Star Wars too. I yeah, think. I don't know. Yeah. But and it, it I noticed me, so. more at the beginning, you know, within like maybe the first like 40 minutes of it than I did at, more towards the end though. But I'd, maybe that's just because he was more prominent. Yeah, when well, he and he was less of a, but he also like kind of matures throughout the film yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I I was kind of not upset. I was a little weirded out by the way that he ended in this film, though. I like, why is he? Why do they? It, it, I know I'm sure it's planned for the next film, but like, why is he unconscious at the end of the movie? Like, what's what is that? I think just just so he does, he just so he's not like I want to go with you to see Luke. Yeah. Is that I it? think so they can put. Poe and him together on yeah. the next in the next one and make a journey out of that because I think it's you know it's gonna be Ray and Chewbacca and well Luke and right Leo. and like and it's like gonna be an Empire thing where Kinda. Luke is training with this it's probably actually I have a theory where you know it's definitely what's gonna no I actually <laughs> we'll so well, I don't want to skip I, we'll get to predictions yeah, later but well, I, that is, that is if it's not already written and there is like backlash <laughs> like that's what they were planning on doing definitely right <laughs> unless you know there's an outcry for them not to do that. Right. Um, I liked I liked Finn a lot. I kind of wish the I, I kind of wish again. I think everything in this movie happens a little too quickly. But I think I kind of wish his whole thing about hiding the fact that he was a stormtrooper had a little more weight on when it when it was um, announced to Ray that mm-hmm. that he you know there could have been something really bad there like stormtroopers are why my family is gone or something like that and yeah. and and like something that was like holy shit now they're like they have a huge rift in the relationship <laughs> and you know i don't know i did love i'm telling you both times i saw it some the, the chemistry is so good between the two of them and i don't even mean this on like a romantic level because that's kind of ambiguously there but well he wants to but the, yeah but the, like but I, I think that that's the just pushback against that worked really well i think it's just are you okay yeah, right. Yeah. Why are you holding my hand? Like, shit <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, no. But I, I, every time, the, every time, the two times I saw this movie, I think more than, and there's a lot of emotional things that happen in this movie. The, the one that gets me the most for whatever reason is when uh, Chewbacca, like, Chewbacca says to Ray that it was Finn's idea to come get her, and she hugs him. I don't know why. I just thought that was so genuine. Like, it was just like mm-hmm. the way they set that up was like very well done. And I appreciate the chemistry because that's hard to create. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Oscar Isaac, Mr. Poe? We've seen him in uh, in Ex Machina this year, and we were going to see him in X Men Apocalypse. He's he's Apocalypse, he's which Apocalypse. is kind of crazy. Cool, um, doing all kinds of characters. He's definitely like kind of the younger Han Solo, I guess, in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I got a little Han Solo and Finn too. You know, kind of like I did guy, too. Yeah. The guy who doesn't like want to really be there. Yeah, or, absolutely yeah. right. I 
I really yeah. liked it. We didn't get a lot of him. I think they're saving that for the next two films, um, just because there's a lot, there's a lot to set up in this movie, <laughs> and uh, I really liked about Poe that he was unafraid. Like he's very courageous, but and very confident in his skills as a pilot. Like we see him just like wreck everything. Like that long tracking mm-hmm. shot of him just next next tie fighter the next tie fighter the next tie fighter to blowing up people on the ground perfectly and but he's not cocky yeah and that's what i really liked about it because it's like if he was cocky then it's like oh we've got han solo again but he's that's true he's confident he's you know charismatic funny i liked his you know kind of his first line when he faces uh kylo ren and he's like nobody says anything and he's like so am I supposed to talk first or you? How do we do this thing? You know, it was that funny. Of, that set it up. It was, it was funny, but did that not scare you for a second? Like that was that was borderline spoofy. Like that was like, a and I bit. think I think people in the theater are like, oh god, what are we getting into? <laughs> now I think they did a good job of balancing it throughout the film, but the, mm-hmm. you know it was kind of like. Is like that like, could be out of spaceballs. Is, is that this could, slapstick that yeah, we're gonna have that to could, sit yeah. through that for could two for hours? Sure be out of spaceballs. Um, well, I heard that and this is true. This is I think JJ even said this um, recently that Poe was supposed to die in that crash originally, and they decided to make him a, a bigger character. Now I have a theory that so Wedge Antilles is the guy who like leads the attack on the second Death Star and Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and Dennis Lawson, the actor, is still around. And he, I heard he was offered a part, and he turned it down because he, it wasn't a big enough part or something. I have a feeling that that was the character, oh. and then they just decided to make a new one and then come back. Now my thing with Poe is I'm okay with it, and, and you know this is this is the <laughs> good, good. You know, me too. But this is the good section. You know I want to be positive. But the thing about Poe that I thought was weird is that out of all the secrecy in this of this this film, you know, that of the marketing. They showed us scenes after the part where he crashes of Poe, and my point is we all knew he was coming back. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. a surprise, yeah. and that could have been a good surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, I, anyone who was out there who didn't see all the trailers is good on you, and you probably enjoyed that whole thing more than anyone. because it, I think you would have even realized it had you not seen the trailers. I mean... They don't really dwell on the fact that he's he's died. I would say and... that I would say that if if you didn't see Max von Sydow's character die thirty seconds into the film, like I mean, my point is, like you'd think, oh, Oscar Isaac's gonna have a big role in this movie, but like you know, one of the greatest actors of all time is billed as a as an actor in this film, and then he's dead in, yeah. in the first scene. I thought it was really strange and weird too, but maybe that'll be in the bad section too as well as I want to talk about Mr. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Phasma. Um, we're, we're just racking up these bad things to talk well, about. Well, right? it's just nitpicks. It doesn't weird. affect the film at all. I don't. I it disagree, does affect I disagree, the film. Man. I disagree a lot. We'll get to. I want. We'll get to that. Uh, I want to talk about like, the buzzer. It's. I'm constantly doing this. Like I'm like I really like this movie. I'm like I have so many things I were just weird about. Yeah, it. it's not. It's not even that. Like some of it, we'll get to it. Because I, I still want to talk about the things I love. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it. But like some of it is just like. It's not that it ruins the film, but it's like, why? Like, why do they even... Like, why would you cast Max von Sydow in this? It's almost insulting to me. Like, mm-hmm. in the same way that Monica Bellucci... In, in more, because she's, she, he's in less of it than Monica Bellucci was. Spoilers, I guess, in, in uh, Spectre. You know what I mean? Like, it's similar. Yeah. But, like, he's a way better actor, and he's in it way less. And, like, it really... It's just weird to me, more than anything. Maybe he'll be in some... Like, Ghost. No. Maybe he'll be in some other, like... um 
spinoff sh- movies. Well, I like, have no doubt his character is going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I'm just saying, why is it? I have no idea who yeah. the fuck he is. Yeah, because we don't know who he is. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you're going to bring in that important character that apparently has you know, a bit of a map to find Luke Skywalker <laughs> right, and then right. kill him. But, I, you know, that's just storytelling. I don't know. I guess. Or bad storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's like, whatever. Um, more. I wanted more acting because there's some other actors in this movie that we. I was worried about. <laughs> I mean, namely, like, Carrie Fisher's a great actress. She really is. And she's a great personality. I love her writing and her HBO shows and all that stuff. I love her. I love her. But I was really worried she was going to phone this shit in. Oh, no. Yes, because she's been a very big cynic of Star Wars, even though it pays her checks every day. Yeah. She's been a very big cynic of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Does does anyone not think she did a great job? She had such a small part that I didn't really But, but she I didn't. I was just worried she was going to overdo it or like be really... I thought she did so... Maybe this is emotion from Star Wars, her relationship to Star Wars in general, but I just thought she did a really great job of looking like her life has been messed up. I yeah. thought, like, you think about everything that that character's been through, now she loses her son, mm-hmm. and then, you know, loses her baby's daddy or mar- like ex- ex-husband. I don't know who knows what they, yeah. were, what, they were, what they were really... But lover space space husband um <laughs> different rules, no i'm just yeah. saying that i just thought she just she played it down in a good way mm-hmm. where like i i don't know i just i felt sadness all around her i think i think when you have kids uh, yourself as an actress and then your main like your main motivation during this movie is we need to get our son back like i feel like that helps a lot her daughter makes an appearance in this yeah that's, that's what I cool. saw I didn't see her but that's I knew that she was in it I think more specifically the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher personally I thought it was still there mm-hmm. which is really cool I I don't know yeah it was, I, it was short but it was I thought yeah. The, yeah the chemistry was there I thought their dialogue was a little weird but yeah well it was a little it was like you changed your hair which yeah. is like okay <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> what does that mean really I mean she changes her hair every scene in every movie after a new hope it's like <laughs> that reminds me of the the family the family guy Star Wars Return of the Jedi where she walks out of the Ewok hut and and Peter goes, they braid or someone goes, they braided your hair. <laughs> it's like they just changed her hair scene by scene. It didn't make any sense. Anyways, yeah. So that was, but I thought the chemistry was there. I, I like genuinely like the hug scene is like, or like you know when she's like, go get ours. If you see him, bring him back. It was like, oh fuck, this is emotional. Like yeah. they did it really well. And when she senses that Han has died, mm. like and because you know she can feel it yeah yeah that was They've great she did, a, she did like very good like obi-wan impression of like when he yeah. realizes alderaan has been destroyed it was yeah. really cool um what about uh general hux there <laughs> i the, love uh, i really liked him the uh Donald gleason's character oh, i really liked him he was so sniveling and uh like evil that i just like couldn't help but kind of laugh like every time yeah i i when he was preaching to the to the oh, that troops, was actually pretty frightening i don't know i was speech. both times i saw it i started giggling yeah, it he, gets a all little he needs is a little mustache twirl yeah <laughs> or when he's when he's just he like leads with his chest when he walks around the bridge of the thing and he's just it's like yes 
the plans are complete. <laughs> like, prepare the weapon. Yes. <laughs> All right, more bad guys before we get to the good one. What did you guys think of? Uh, well, I don't know if this again. Let's we're start just, with we're, Snoke. We're jumping we, around because I yeah. think Kylo Ren is well, was very just, important. Yeah, I want to Snoke. Leave him yeah, so Snoke. What did you? Oh, you mean Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> so you mean Abraham, Abraham Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, Abraham. Abraham Gollum. Baltimore, Prometheus. Why is he guy? so Gollum. fucking huge? He's not. Well, it was a hologram. I have a, Why is the hologram so well, huge? Well, I have a theory. I'm just gonna say this. I think he's. I think he's tiny. I think he's Yoda's size. <laughs> I don't know if he's tiny, but I think he's smaller. Obviously, smaller than that. But I, I think it's just it goes into the whole thing with like wearing a mask to intimidate people well i think so like well, right. yeah so no, like i think there's a projects himself as a massive here. you know yeah man behind the curtain but no doubt that this snow character is going to be extremely powerful if you know he's knows the force and whatnot, i would but i would almost bet i'm gonna think about it but if someone wants to take me on here i would bet money probably that he's yoda sized maybe he is Yoda's species. <laughs> what is, I, what I, I is think, Yoda? <laughs> I think there's going to be a, a opposite thing going on there. I think that's kind of what this whole series is going to be, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, I thought he was okay. I actually didn't even think he was really necessary in this movie. I kind of thought yeah. he would he would have been more powerful if we never saw him. Or just mm-hmm. at the very end, briefly. Yeah, right. Or if like, they just mentioned Emperor's Yeah, you know? like they yeah. did in the... Well, they don't really even mention the Emperor in New Hope, but like yeah. you know there's another level mm-hmm. of, of hierarchy there. Gotta be. Um, well, that leads us to... Well, actually, you know what? Before we get to Mr... What? Harrison Ford. Well, yes. Yeah, so before we get to that relationship and those two actors, who had, well, we'll get to that. Uh, I, I Honestly, I'm not even just cheekily saying this i think bb8 stole the movie in a oh, lot he, of was yes. yeah, he was great yes um it was funny and it God, looked I great just, and like I, I, if they could give nominations to robots he would win yeah very <laughs> quick would... you know quick movements and quick like head turns that yeah. were just perfect the little thumbs up dude the <laughs> thumbs up thing <laughs> everyone died it was yeah. amazing that was the biggest laugh or when the he, shocks, for me. he shocks fan he yeah. just goes over yeah that was good he was, yeah, he was. That was a great, great addition. Yeah, yeah. Well, you go the whole movie without having R two in it. You need yeah, to no, make you, up yeah. for the robot humor, mm-hmm. and Which, they yeah. really delivered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, BB was great. The other, other. Uh, well, Maz Kanata. I thought she was awesome. Now I've heard rumors. I don't know if you guys have heard this that they thought her performance was not good, and they they took her role down a little bit. Well, you can tell. You can cut, tell that things were cut. Well, yeah. I think we can when we get to like more story discussion here. Um, before we get to Kylo and Harrison, um, I think you can tell this movie was really cut around. Oh yeah, I think things I think were. They shot a ton of stuff. I, I actually think that the six months they added on to this film probably gave them too much time to sit around and think about it. I really believe that. Mm. Um, and part of that is Lupita's character is not really as prominent as I thought she was going to be in this movie, yeah. and. Um, I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought she was cool. I love the voice, the mm-hmm. animation on her character. Yeah, it was awesome, incredible. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah, and I love. <laughs> Where's the, my boyfriend? The eyeglasses <laughs> change. That like the whole character was so well developed that it seemed mm-hmm. weird to just almost toss her she, aside. And they didn't. She didn't die, right? Well, I mean, that's we don't the see thing. her. That's die. Thing. We don't not, see her there's die. nothing to suggest that like it was like oh forget about her. There's no like. I don't know. It was just weird. I um, feel like she'll be back. No, I'm sure she will. But I just, it was just bizarre the way they just kind of left her. She's, you know, she's in like 10 minutes of the movie. That's it. And she doesn't have 10 minutes of dialogue, but she's just in that section. And then that's gone. It's she, done. It's over. She's, you know, her job is to provide more exposition and like mystery to, you know, 
Like, this is, you have to take this lightsaber. Yeah, I know, but there's, like, like, so you know Dexter Jester and the, the he's, like, the big guy who owns the diner that Obi-Wan goes to Ugh. and talks to. <laughs> no, but, I'm, Mitch, I'm just saying that, like, that's not the role that Maz is, but it is the role she plays in this movie. Yeah, but she's, and, yeah, she's way more interesting, though. Yeah, I know, I mean, but I'm saying that she shouldn't be that role. Like, Dexter is not made to exist throughout three movies, and she yeah. will, but she's not in it that long. Yeah. I don't so know. So maybe it's, we'll it's, learn more. It's, I, mean, I know, but it's, it's a weird, like... It's weird. If you can tell that some things were cut, it's really weird. Especially since in the trailer, and we're just getting all into this now. In the trailer, the second trailer that came out, you can see Maz's hand giving Leia Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. So what does that even mean? Like that's like that means that something was taken out. A, a lot, lot was. It looks like a lot was changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like a significant portion of this movie was flipped around a little bit, which is I think shows up. Anyways. Let's move on to other the other actors, which is Adam Driver and Harrison Ford. Now, Harrison, I thought, did a really good job. I think there's things this happens to his voice that you just can't change, you know. Um, but whether I believe it or not, it looked like he wanted to be there, which I thought I would never see. This isn't see. Indiana Jones in the part-time. No, no. And, and yeah. that's a movie he said he wanted to do forever. And this is a movie he said he never yeah. wanted to do. And now he did it, and I thought he did a good job. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? He falls right back into it. Yeah, I think. It's, it, it's great, and it's not a. I was pleased and shocked that it wasn't a cameo thing. Like it's he's a full on character. He is the movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie. I think he's the main one of the main focuses of the movie. Yeah, I, I he I thought he's great. Like it's I Harrison it. Ford's film, pretty or yeah. it's Han Solo's. It's Han's film. film for sure. And yeah. I yeah I I just. I, I like that he is a smuggler. I think that that's kind of, you know, in the books, he always has a, that come after Return of the Jedi, he always has a more prominent role in like the Republic and all that stuff. And I, I, I do kind of think that, I think that it surprised me he's not still with Leia. That really surprises me a lot. Knowing why or assuming why makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The loss of their kid. Yeah. The mm -hmm. loss of their kid. I mean, mm -hmm. I get that. And I, that's cool. But, um, but still, I'm glad. It's like, I love the line where like, I just went back to doing what I was good at. Mm -hmm. And so did she. And I love that. I thought that was great. And, and Harrison, it's like, it's kind of like the actors. It's like they just went back to doing what they were good at. Yeah, right. And the Harrison's great at it. I, I, I just get the impression that, like, he read the script and was like, okay, like, this is good. I will, you know, I'm going to put 100% in this because it's my last thing and i didn't ever want to do another one but here <laughs> really it is think yeah. That? yeah i don't I, think anyone's more happier no. with yeah. han solo's death no, i was gonna say i was gonna say bitch actually i think how it went was he read the script and he said he read the script he saw the contract and he said i'll do it if i die i, I like think that almost 100 percent, which is why it was kind of predictable I yeah. think he wanted to die in Return of the Jedi, and now it's like his big middle finger to Lawrence <laughs> Kasdan and and and, yeah. and uh, George Lucas. But it worked. It worked so well. It worked so well. And then let's talk about his son, Adam Driver, who I think um, is a bit of a divisive performance in this movie. And I'm I'd noticing say. that all over. In fact, Michael Cutler, if you're listening out there, you when right when the movie ended, literally right when the movie ended, you said. I'm pissed. And I was like, what? He was like, why is Kylo Ren such a bitch? <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if this is intentional, but I think he does a good job doing it. But he's got a little bit of Hayden Anakin in him a lot in this movie. He is what Anakin should have been like. Like, it, just the way his character is in this movie is so much more believable than Anakin's angsty teen. 
hundred percent. But he's very angsty teenish yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I, think I think that just people are boils down to Adam it. Driver being a much better actor. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, no, hundred percent. And they yeah. play up, you know, he is tempted by the light side. Like he is still torn. He's like he's like a bratty teenager who's obsessed with a his grandfather and wants to be like his grandfather, but still has those pulls from the other side because he's a, a mix, you know? Um, but I thought that was perfect. And he's not trained like all the way. He's extremely powerful, but Which you can see the, un- me, you can yeah, see the, like, I kind of don't even buy that. But you can whatever. see the, the, like the undisciplined nature and the anger that he possesses. Like he can't control his emotions whatsoever. And I I loved Kyle. I loved his performance. I thought he was the most interesting character in the entire movie. Ooh, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I th- I think in the films to come he'll become interesting because they laid the groundwork for that. But I think in this movie, I I I I don't, I don't know. I I was never intimidated by him. Really, <laughs> especially when he took as soon as he took the mask off too. I was like. When he, takes okay. the, when he takes the max off. And then they have that right. weird, a little bit too long of a staring contest at each other. Yeah, yeah. That was a little uncomfortable. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I wasn't feeling it at all. I, okay. I love can this. I, I love I, the struggle of the character. I, yeah, me too. I love the idea. Yes. Can I, can I try and articulate Please. what you're saying? Is that I think what I'm having trouble with Kylo's character in this movie is is what like you know the red letter media guys have trouble with the episode one thing, which is like, to be honest with you, they play it up at the end too, and I think in the subsequent films they will too that Kylo is the main character of this movie, in a way he's they wants really to do. Be Darth Vader. They they make it they that that he's like the anti Luke Skywalker in this movie, but you don't really get to know him that much. I mean that that bothered me. It was like I don't, I don't really see him at all i mean i i like see him kill people here and there and then i see him cry about wanting to be like darth vader which is fine and i like the idea but like it doesn't develop at all like nothing like what's his arc in the movie that's 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 what you have a big problem with i don't think what's darth vader's arc in a new hope but he's not the main character neither is kylo ren but i think he's supposed to be because again like what you say he's Darth Vader doesn't have the most interesting story in A New Hope. In fact, he's or got even the, in the original series, I don't think he has that interesting. No, I do. Story. But oh, I think he's. But yeah. but I'm just saying that like, which is fine if if Kylo's going to be you know because again that's what that's what Star Wars did. They yeah. said okay, we're going to make this guy the main character over six films. That you didn't think that was the case, but it's different that like I guess if I didn't know that Kylo was Han's son until he killed him, I think I would see it differently because it's like. I thought that whole thing was weird too. They were just like it was very like. Uh, by the way, that's your dad. I see. I like that. I d- I didn't want there to be like an Empire Strikes Back style reveal. I liked that it was just like your father is on bo- your father is on board, and then you're like, well, who else could it be? But Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> well, even but see, but here's another thing: is even maybe like I, this would be. I think they could have pulled this off, and, and this is what I predicted, and I predicted half of it that we wouldn't find out who Ray and Kylo were. They could have pulled it off where you don't know that Kylo is, is, is Han's son in this movie. They could have absolutely done that. Mm. But then that but bridge then, scene. I think but then we'd all be complaining. But then we, yeah, then the bridge scene would be pointless. I mean, Why? Because then it wouldn't have been dev- as yeah, devastating. Gravitas of that situation. I don't know. Had, they could have, I'm sure not, they're smart I mean, enough to pull it off. But a a son not. killing his father is way more like intense in the moment than just 
him killing Han Solo and then later finding out, oh, that was yeah, that was his son. And there's and no way like, Han Solo's oh. going out on a bridge for anyone but his son. Yeah, that's because right. I mean, that's not Han Solo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have predictions uh, where Kylo and Rey fit in, which we'll get to. Um, but I think that I think that there. Uh, I mean, you say there's not enough development, but like it's the first film. You know, we're gonna get way more of Kylo Ren, and we're gonna see more. He's not trained; he's still like a bratty teenager, basically. But what we understand, for the most part, is that he was trained by Luke, and that he went nuts and killed a bunch of like people, and that is basically what caused Luke to vanish. Yeah, I mean, again, I like, I think, I think, I think, I just think that it's very prequely in the sense that the story and the idea is really good. I just didn't feel the execution in his character within the scope of this film. And I think, like what you're saying, when this when eight comes out, we're gonna look back on this and be like, oh, that's genius, probably. Mm-hmm. But it just in the in the in the in from A to B in this film, there could have been two more scenes, and and about Kylo, and then I would have felt better. I just I just didn't feel like I. I don't know. There was something not. There was something missing. Where he, or even if like he had a. He's just bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. If he had like a, a um, like a even a side villain, which could have been a Captain Phasma, which, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but, She'll be back. <laughs> I mean, they're they're setting that up for. But like, if you had a, you have you have Kylo Ren's character, and but then you have someone else who is like. Like just evil incarnate, that that would work a little bit better for me, I think. Then, because like, cause I just, I just, I'm not intimidated, and I don't, I'm not intimidated by Domhnall Gleeson's character either. Yeah, I'm not intimidated. I mean, the first scene where he stops a laser beam, I'm like, oh shit, that was cool. That was, <laughs> well, that was, but then look. he freaks out with the lightsaber. I'm like, this little bitch. Yeah, I mean, that was that was cool. I mean, look, I we'll we'll try and just sprinkle in some of you guys. Some of you guys um said that. Some of, you, some of you guys emailed in some thoughts on this. Ben, uh, if you're out there, you you had, I mean, you had this problem. I think a lot, again, I think a lot of people had this problem that like he thought, he says, I thought Kylo Ren was going to be really scary and I was really excited that Disney was going to do this really, really scary villain. Um, and, and he says too, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, he thought that and I did too. Like when he says to Max von Sydow after Max von Sydow is like, you have to remember your family, he goes, you're so right. And then he kills him. That was like, oh wow, this is bad. But then, you know, Ben talks about until he takes until he takes his mask off that like you you just can't see him seriously and I don't know if that if it's because look Adam Driver in a way is the most established of the young actors in this movie and I think maybe that is affecting people's because you 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 see his other characters especially like in girls or I mean, he looks like someone who would be in a I also don't know if he was... I mean, I think he's a great actor, but, like, does that look like the son of Harrison Ford and, and Carrie Fisher? I mean, no, because... I can I, buy it. I, I can buy it. I, I mean, mean, it's just, like, like... Like, Daisy could be um, Natalie Portman's, like, cousin, for sure, or something. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but, like, they that's a very well-casted all around. She's a great actress. She looks like she belongs physically in the family. Like, it, I can buy that a lot. I think... I just think... There's something about him when he takes the mask off. You're kind of maybe it's his the hair. hair. It's, it's his the hair. hair. There's something that's very like dark. There's Beautiful very hair. there's something there's, there's something dark helmet about his hair. Like he looks like Mick, Rick Moranis in in Spaceballs. Like it's it was just very weird. I don't know. Hmm. I think I just I've seen a lot of people be like Kylo is a little. See my my theory. It's not really a theory. I think it's just a a basic 
understanding of movies that contain major villains is the best villains are villains that you can relate to in a sense that you can see like where they're coming from or you can see like their um their negatives and their positives and their like pulls to the dark side i guess um when you see his face and he looks like any anyone else he doesn't you know he's not scary and ugly and you know he's not like that guy's bad you know if you saw him without his his scary mask on you'd be like oh i don't know if he is bad or not but the fact that there are those two par- or those two like parallels and those two um contradict not contradictions but you know things clashing with each other i think makes him a very interesting bad guy yeah. and i think th- and i think the movie is set up perfectly for the possibility of redemption for his character i think yeah yeah I, sure. I, I think we're definitely going in that direction but i maybe they even reveal too much about that's what i'm about yeah, that's, him that's what i'm saying like yeah. that the reason you like darth vader i think you're right with like darth vader's scary in the in a new hope because that's you're all like, he is there's just mystery and mystery and yeah. mystery mm-hmm. and he's charismatic and he's like a badass motherfucker and yeah. he's like the the baddest bad guy in the galaxy i just think that like you're right that like sometimes the best villains are sometimes the best villains are villains you can relate to but like then there's the joker and then there's darth vader and then there's there's guys that like you know in the i I say darth vader in that movie Mm -hmm. that there's guys that are just so you enjoy watching them be bad and this movie maybe tries to put it in too much too quick yeah instead of being like he's a bad and cool dude and then the next movie here's his human side like i don't know it's, that's why I say, like, if they didn't tell me that he was, like, related in any way or anything, that, like, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have my scope on him to be the main character of the movie. But I think if they did it... Like, that's my I thing. Like that, like, see, I'm going to defend that reveal as much as possible, because I think if they did that reveal of, of pulled like, an Empire Strikes Back moment, we'd be complaining about how similar it was to... Well, I, the, well I would say the well, same people that are complaining. I'm not hardcore complaining about Kylo, but I think the same people that are complaining about him being whiny are the same people that are saying this movie is just like a new hope. I mean, I don't know. These are you're right. These are nitpicking things for sure in a good movie. But, uh, yeah, but I, I, but I, I guess I see where people are in my personal. I mean, my personal opinion. I thought Kylo Ren was the most interesting character. I, th- I thought his his internal struggles were very apparent and his eyes and just like he has, he does not have a full grasp of the force he's he's tormented by different sides and seeing like ray's nightmare and seeing some of those images of him were telling i think yeah i i'm, I'm into all that i just when we're introduced to ray and finn as our new characters and then to throw in all this stuff about your villain too in the same it, yeah there's, I think a, it's there's a, little, a lot going I think on it's a little too much that's, yeah. well that's why i think he's gonna play a very important yeah role well, and I, but i wish in redemption i we, we wish need to we just would have gotten all that in a in one of the later it's movies probably a little thing. bit of but then but then that would be too much in one movie you know because we have all these people to to develop well because no, well, who goes away and what there's luke who goes away in one of like the original ones and like we don't even see them for half the movie um what do you mean? With the other characters? Yeah. Like, like Luke and Empire leaves yeah. the other characters for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And he, then he comes back at the end of the movie. But he interacts with Yoda and we... Like we see him yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But, he yeah. trains for like but, a couple I days. I mean, we, can we... If <laughs> we just want to focus months. on <laughs> Ray and Finn as being our new like in-depth characters that we're going to focus on their internal struggles first and, and their arcs rather than have 
good guys and bad guys and have to pay attention to all their arcs and what they're what they're doing in this movie it's it's, it's a lot character wise to go on if, especially for when you're introducing all these new characters right let's also not forget it is a space opera so yeah, yeah. no i mean i know i just think i think for, and we could have used one of these acts to yeah i agree <laughs> we'll, space we'll, we'll talk about the pacing and stuff in a little bit let's talk about more cool awesome stuff i i wrote some things down you guys can always interject I thought the look is just spot. That's, if there's anything oh, yeah, in this the movie, if there's anything in this movie that's just spot on and should win for production design, in my opinion, is this movie. I think everything about this is just right mm-hmm. in terms of the look. Yeah. And you know, actually, Mitch, I'm, I'm like happy. I don't know if you noticed this because we were talking about the teal in the trailers, like the the, the specifically the stormtrooper. Uh, oh yeah. The, it really wasn't in it. It wasn't. It was they like changed it. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, trailers. No, I know, but I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm like glad because it yeah, was yeah. like, it, it was, it was like, it made it more Star Warsy, and yeah. it looked, everything was great. I don't know, um, but but more than Star Warsy, it's just a beautifully looking film. Uh-huh. Like, it really is. Every like, I just all the scenes, all the the little creatures mm-hmm. and the costumes are amazing. Yeah, the um, cre- seeing Admiral Akbar was fun. Yeah, <laughs> but like the new like Maz's palace thing was so awesome like yeah. the, all the details in there the cantina the little cantina yes the, mm-hmm. the this cantina scene um i don't know, just i loved all of it um i thought you know i think we knew this was gonna happen but the the idea of fighting in the snow with a lightsaber in the woods is just the coolest yeah. thing and they're sorry when they're lightsabers are touching and there's like that flashes on their face as so beautiful sweat or snow that's yeah. On them. yeah it's so yeah. awesome yeah we'll get to that fight in a sec because i want to talk about just i liked the stormtrooper design it, a lot of people say they look kind of fat but uh i really liked that they were way more like scary and militaristic in this movie than they, they were, were. Yeah, yeah yeah they were i mean because we and we are we get the established that like yes they're real people and they have feelings because one of them dies and the who will end up being Finn. Finn runs over to this person he must have known and like holds on to him like, you know. I thought, you I know. thought he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, there's like, there's like a lot. There's like three gay characters in the afterback, aftermath book. That, that came out like an imperial officer it's really cool how they do that it's, it's kind of awesome but we had we see blood like you know yeah, yeah. his friend mm-hmm. like grabs his helmet and blood like gets and which is a great way of showing us who our who he char- was yeah, yeah who our character true. is who we're supposed to be looking at um and i love that little transition between them um but they were way more militaristic and like when phasma says fn one two whatever it, who told you you could take off your helmet and it's like there's just such a like scary militaristic fascist yeah. like aspect to them that is addressed in the other movies but here it was more like this is what they are they are just like fighting machines who have no remorse for anyone um what about i mean like this phasma's look though was even cooler though she was seeing cool. it on the screen yeah I, mean, I think she was an underutilized character for sure but like it's a really cool design. Yeah, yeah, she like, was very cool. It's like why did no one ever think about that? A storm, a, a chrome stormtrooper. That just mm-hmm. makes absolute <laughs> it's sense. Like a it's like reddish a black cape. Yeah, I mean, that is yeah. the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Under, underutilized, but I think she'll be back. I mean, she's like. Of course, I mean, of course she will. She's like Finn's main they gotta villain. Sell toys. You know, she's Finn's main villain. I really like the lines. Like, don't we have like a. Uh, you know, a garbage shoot with a trash compactor or something, and then Finn's face is so great. He's like, yeah, there is. <laughs> I thought that was great. 
Um, <laughs> See, I thought they threw her in the trash compactor and then the planet blew up and she's dead. Right. I, That's a possibility. Yeah. I don't think so. We don't, if we don't see the character I die, know. then they're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's, bothers me. Like, they imply that they're going to throw her in a trash compactor. So I'm like, that's where she's going. Yeah. But, I mean, if she had the ability to shut off the shields on the entire planet, she probably has the ability to open <laughs> to up a, over a door. Yeah, to open up a door in the trash <laughs> compactor. The garage door. <laughs> yeah. All right. What, what else, before we kind of dig into the story and, like, what we didn't like, maybe? Um which we kind of already touched on, but I was, what else did you guys like fucking love about it? I loved the force effects. I love the way the sound mm-hmm. of the force, sound in this movie, yeah, the sound of the force when he, when Kylo Ren freezes that, um, that blaster and Poe Dameron and just like the way they freeze and just are like kind of shaking. Like they're just suspended in air and mm-hmm. whatnot. I loved that. I loved him trying to like get into, um, people's minds and, yeah. um, yeah, I loved all that. That that part was awesome. And there are those moments where, like, you know, the lightsaber's shaking in the snow. Like, that's that's just, like, an iconic yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars moment. Yeah. And that will always be stand out. I mean, that, that scene in particular when, during the final lightsaber battle, like, I, you know... I, I welled up almost like yeah, when it started shaking too, and yeah. it went past him and landed in her, you know, her yeah, hands. I was perfect. like, yeah, yes. Like, this is awesome. But God, that, that lightsaber fight was awesome. Like that was so well done and so brutal. Like when, <laughs> when Chewie shoots Kylo Ren and hits him in the stomach, like from with that, uh, crossbow and it, it he still like survives. And during the fight, Kylo Ren is like, whacking his wound as hard as he can like after like each attack mm-hmm. to like just pump the the pain and anger into him it, i loved it he was like just that whole fight it was great yeah yeah i love the look of that fight mm-hmm. um i also really like um that first well one i loved actually a lot of the throwbacks i think this is a good was a good use unlike Jurassic World did mm, yeah. use of recalling past things yeah. mm-hmm. and like in I, I I know one of our commenters um, mentioned this when they see the Millennium Falcon for the first time and it, it like it like the audience knows it's the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. they have no idea it's the Millennium Falcon so it's just the camera just you know doesn't make yeah. a flashy pan and there's over no to like it. swell of music yeah exactly it's just like Ugh. it's like here it is let's just go look at it <laughs> I, I a, love yeah. that and I had a feeling when she said no it's a piece of junk like and they didn't show it I was like exactly <laughs> what is. they're talking about yeah what's about to yeah happen. Barry said she almost cried when the Millennium Falcon took off with Ray and Finn I mean I still honestly the favorite moment of the film is. And you knew it was coming, but when she said, when when Finn goes, what about that ship? And she goes, that ship's a piece of garbage. Yeah. And it's amazing when they go say, I guess the piece of garbage. And they, they it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best way to introduce the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon. And I, I love that whole, um, that whole chase scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good like chase Like, through scene. the down star destroyer. Yeah, yeah, that was, yes. I, I like seeing it, like, hit the, like, when you imagine a spaceship, like, hitting the ground, it's going to explode, you know, right? But it's, like, just... <laughs> lumbering and like hitting yeah. things and dragging through the snow and everything. Yeah. I really like that. Was that I forget if it was it must have been that because that was the first time they were in the the Falcon. 
when Finn goes to the gun and it's just like this thing is out yeah, of control because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like the first thing I think of when I see Luke and Han <laughs> and they're just slamming side to side yeah. <laughs> yeah what did she say she's like he's like I'm trying to get the hang of this and then he's down there and he's like me too it even had like the, the headset with the wire yeah, and everything yeah um, my but my favorite whole part of the movie was the introduction of Ray. I thought mm. that was the most Star Wars thing of the whole movie, and I just thought aside from Star Wars, it's just a really beautiful way of presenting that character. Yes, with almost no dialogue, which is I love that when you can just paint pictures mm-hmm. with film and, and explain what's going on with someone. I mean, it's that was a, a really cool swipe too. Like swipe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I loved that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the whole first hour of the film is I, just fantastic. I guess, I guess that's se- let's just segue into like harsher criticisms, maybe because I would say that for me, seeing it twice and thinking a lot about it, like the first hour of the movie to me is perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely perfect, and I think I don't know the the second half just doesn't live up in a lot of ways, especially from a story aspect. And I guess one of my biggest kind of crit- not criticism, but like question here is like. Like, you know, we talked about how they didn't, they, they, you know, there's no politics in this movie, basically. They don't really get into who's fighting for what and all that stuff and why there's certain, certain factions. Um, it was, even seeing it the second time, very, con- and looking for this, I'm still very confused. I don't know what the difference is between the Republic and the Resistance. Yes. Why there's a difference. Yes. And yeah, and is and is the incomplete and is the republic completely destroyed because their one capital is? I mean, the republics and the other and the and the empire and the other two mm-hmm. trilogies. It's like, I mean, well, obviously because they destroyed the Death Star and the empire didn't completely die. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I don't know. It's like, where is the republic army? None of it's spread across space yeah. to help. So, I don't know. It was very like, weird. Why are they called the resistance? Uh, shouldn't they be like the status quo? You know, yeah, like they, they, just they be that's, one. What, that's what I don't. Well, well, well but, be but no, no, the because, because they they imply that the resistance is not affiliated with the republic their republic supports them but they're not they're a different faction but that's, i thought that like in that's return just of, bad geopolitics <laughs> i mean it, 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 in it, return it, it of the is, jedi that. don't we get like the statue going down at coruscant yeah and like the whole coruscant is like throwing a fucking party like isn't the coruscant like the capital of well now the it's galaxy? not. Now they no, say now they say it's not. Now now they're just like I don't know. They just unexplained it, but they're Is, like Did that did it was Coruscant one of the planets that got blown up oh, yeah. by the Star Killer? Well, I have no I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. It sure looked like Coruscant to me. Like Oh, you mean the you mean the planet where you see on the planet? Yeah, oh, it's not Cor- it's not up. Coruscant. No. Not, sure? I looked it's all it's right. like Handy and Prime or something. It's a new it's the new Republic capital. Okay. Um I, yeah. You know, that can, I don't know, that confused me a lot. And I think the movie kind of takes a turn there where I'm just like, I don't, I was, I, even the second time, I was like, I didn't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's important because it's yes. important to figure out, like, who's with who? Who's with who, but also, like, what, I want to know what happened politically after the Empire was destroyed. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a, it's a, and it's an elephant in the room in this movie still. And I thought the, those questions would be answered and they're yeah. not. Like, I don't, I don't really know where the galaxy stands. And I think that's just, I think it's, it's really just, they're afraid to go into it because people were really pissed off about it in the prequels. I think there's a way to do it. Well, I'm not saying the prequels do it well, but they at least do it and you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely my biggest, like actual criticism of the movie is 
like I'm all I'm okay with like the f- with first order is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Like okay, like this is a fraction. The neo Nazis. Where the fuck do they get all this money from to build my, all this shit? My yeah. in that short of time, like <laughs> unbeknownst to no one, and like didn't I kept thinking like didn't they like win the war? Like why are they like still in bunkers with like shitty equipment? <laughs> like, Who are the, the, like the General Leia? Why yeah, is no, she like underground? Yeah. Like it with like these well, broken my, shit around. Well, that's my thing. Now, I bet there's interesting things here. Like maybe the Republic is not going in the right direction that they thought they were, and Leia leaves from being a senator Tell to being a general in, a, in the Resistance yeah. to fight both. You know that would be really cool. They do. Um, they do mention that like she is like. Con- this entire time she's been continuous continuously on this fight you know between the light side and the dark side like she just wants to van- you know get rid of the dark side though they do mention something like that like she's been fighting for 30 years or whatever yeah. for that like that's her main mission right so Maybe she doesn't like the Republic. Maybe she thinks they're weak. Well, they I know, and that would be a really interesting if the Resistance just was, one line. I'm we just, just need no. one line. No, in what there. we need, what we need is. So I think that for a long Star Wars movie, which this is, I think Attack of the Clones might be the only one longer. Um, but I, what I'm just saying though is that like it's it goes very fast, and I think the pacing for me in general is like it, it's the it's the part that just bothers me about this film. Like I think what what I would want from this movie. Well, there's a few things, but like as far as the political stuff was when Finn goes to drink from the 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 little water he's drinking from with the monster that's drinking it too, you cut and you go to the Capitol Planet where there's an argument happening in the Senate. As much people don't want to hear that, and Leia said Leia's telling a, a politician that she's friends with that they sent Poe to go find Luke and it, and something bad happened and she doesn't know what to do now and Starkiller base is being rumored. Like, that's something they could be arguing about. A, a, a minute and a half scene to just explain that Leia doesn't like the Republic and she's fully leaving and going to the Resistance. Like, it also explains why she's not on that planet like, or like why she's even... I don't know why Leia is was, shows up at all at Maz's. Like, I don't know why any of that happens. It's like, seems very convenient. There was one I person... I mean, I, I, yeah. I know, but like, why is Leia... First, I mean, look, a general normally wouldn't. It's you, it's you, Leia. I know, I know, whatever. <laughs> I just needed some explanation <laughs> to what was going on. Have, if they did that scene, though, it would be really out of place, and we wouldn't. Get, I don't think it would. No. I don't think it would. Yeah, but then we wouldn't get that that like really sweet reveal when the door comes down and she walks out and like meets Han for the first time. We I mean, you could have her in an, in a shadow of a of like the end of a of a political meeting, and she's talking to someone. You recognize her. I mean. I don't know. You have, know she's in the movie. The buns and yeah, the I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't it's know. Like... I don't know if we need the scene, the scene as much as we just need a few lines of expository dialogue shared between someone like Han, Leia, and you know somebody else. Just like yeah, oh, like down just, in that meeting, being like, "This is why I left the fucking yeah, blah blah like, blah because of or that just bowl. something <laughs> offhand like you know you know uh, the you know we've been dealing with the Republic like they've been like this forever. They're not going to act." Or something, you know, something as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, I know, but it would, it, but that also, like, I, I almost feel like they filmed something like this because it, it's weird to me. They show you the planet that gets destroyed. That's weird to me because it's like, you know, they don't show you Alderaan when it gets destroyed, and because it's like you don't even know anyone down there. It's weird. It, like, there's a close up on a on a character who I think had a scene. Yeah, you know I mean? that's right. Like, like it's it's like this is where they walk out of like the thing, where, and they're like, oh, right, ooh, pretty. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I did like that weapon though. I liked how it split off. Like 
became like three or kind four. Kind of. So, <laughs> so this is the other elephant in the room probably where like, you know, this movie rehashes stuff. Yeah, of But course. probably the biggest criticism that fans had in, the, in 1983 about Return of the Jedi was another Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> And what's I? This is another. This is I honestly think this is another middle finger to to for like Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Return of the Jedi. I was like, here's another one. <laughs> Screw you guys. I I do honestly believe, as much as I love this movie, they could have done this without Star Killer Base, and yeah. it would have been. I think it would have been really, make. What's you know? What's the objective in the crawl? In the opening crawl is nothing to do. I mean, it mentions it, I believe, but like the objective is to find Luke Skywalker. That should have been the main. Mm-hmm. That Kylo should have been looking for Luke. Ray should have been looking for Luke, and they meet up on the planet that Luke's on, and fight. That's what I think should have happened. Why was why was everyone looking for Luke again? Because he's the most well, powerful Jedi. Well, well, Ray is looking for Luke because she knows she's a Jedi now, and she wants to. Like, well, that's I, what I, I knew say. that, but like. W- why was everyone in the like very beginning? Like, why is everyone looking for? Well, Leia, well, Leia, Leia needs Leia him because of Kylo, the, the Ky- Kylo yeah. and the First Order, and Kylo wants to kill him. Okay, right. That's pretty much it. I don't know if we're really like if we're really going into like black and white. If we're really going into like wishes and like why. Yeah. I mean, I still I think the movie's cool at the end where Luke is just there. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been much more. I think it's maybe more obvious, but much more effective if. You know, Ray and and Kylo are fighting on the planet that Luke's on, and Ray's about to get killed by Kylo, and it's a long shot, and he's coming to get his lightsaber up, and cutting through the long shot is a green lightsaber, and everyone goes nuts, and Luke saves it. I think I think that would have been a better ending to the movie, to be honest with you. I like the idea that Luke is barely in it, and you see him, and like, mm-hmm. holy shit, that's it. But it's like it turns into not the objective in the movie where like we have to destroy Starkiller base first then we'll go back to the real and I don't know that's just my biggest thing with this movie yeah I mean the Starkiller base thing was kind of just like the backdrop for like what was actually important between Rey Finn Han Solo Chewie and Kylo I know but I, I would say too again nitpicking but it's like from this is from an objective not Star Wars thing it's not a well done and well edited action sequence. Like Return of the Jedi, you have Luke fighting Vader, uh, Han blowing up the shield in Endor, and the Rebel Alliance blowing up the Death Star. And all three of those feel like not backdrop. They feel like they're important. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're really like it's it's like two minutes here, two minutes there, two minutes here, two minutes there. When when Ray and Kylo were fighting in the forest, I almost forgot there was a dog fight going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really didn't, it, it hurt it. I also, I, mean, I guess this might just segue into the whole Han Solo thing, but I, I saw it twice. I don't understand what Han and Chewie are blowing up. I don't know what's going on there. They, they say kind of at the end that they made a hole to get into the oscillator, but I don't understand how Han and Chewie knew that that's what they were doing. That wasn't part of the original plan. It was just there for them to shoot at. Like it, it was very weird. I don't know. That whole sequence isn't... Look, you can dog the shit out of George Lucas, but the action sequences in, like, Attack of the Clones, which is probably the worst of the six, are still really, really smart and good, and you know you're... It's clear. Like, you know what's going on. And I th- I would think, like, J.J. is a good action director, but I think it also... I'm sorry, I'm just rambling no. here. But I also think that it, ha- it has to do with... It seems like things were changed around, maybe even last minute. Like, they weren't really sure what they wanted to do. Or maybe someone was like... At some point, I don't, it almost seems like at some point someone was like, you know what, we need another Death Star. 
it, it just it's it felt like it was pushed in. But they also made fun of that point during like the I know, briefing. I know, when, it's almost like, spoofy. Oh, a bigger one, and then he's like, "Hell, how do we blow it up?" There's always some <laughs> There's way always to do some that. way to blow it Dude, up. It feel that felt spoofy to me too, and that was weird. I don't know. It, it, didn't, that's what, that's it what, didn't bother me because it just wasn't like the main focus of what I know. actually was. I know, important. but you know what I'm saying though. Like, but it's the, like, the film usually made it in, the main I guess, focus. Usually though. in Star Wars, like if you think about every aerial dogfight, they are the main focus, even when they're not. <laughs> Like even when Luke is fighting Darth Vader and about to kill his father or whatever, if you, whatever way you take that, you still feel like blowing up the Death Star is ridiculously important. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's the that's the climax. Of, right. Of so I don't know. That's just a little rant, but it's cool. I like the idea. I also love. Maybe, I'm sorry. Did anyone? I, did, I don't want to. Take yeah, you this can talk over. the whole time. We're just here to for you to vent at. <laughs> We're just here to go. Hey, it's a movie, man. But you, you're pro. You're pro star. You're pro star killer. Base. I, it's not that I'm pro. I just don't think it's as important as you're making it out to be. I guess I just didn't think that it was that interesting. I didn't think that the that the dog like like I didn't think that like I didn't well not that it was interesting. I just didn't know what they were doing. Like I didn't like the cool thing about the Death Star trench run is it's simple. We have to go along this trench and, and find a, a hole and thing. shoot a thing in. It's so fucking simple, and that's why it's good. Mm-hmm. I was just very confused. That's just my point. Like I didn't know what who was doing yeah, what. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, I didn't really know what the purpose of blowing up those things. I assumed it was like, oh well, the shields are down, therefore they can blow up this power thing that yeah. will then hope help blow up the rest of the planet, and it will create a chain reaction. That was yeah. basically it. Um, yeah. So I mean, that that's all I I really got, and and. They had to go get Ray. That was like why they went down there for the most part, and maybe blow some stuff up in the in the process. Mm -hmm. um, during that scene, though, I really like the the set piece of the end of Han. Like that that room was so Star Warsy, and it was so cool. That, and the the bridge. Yeah, that between, bridge between, between two yeah. trilogies and families. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when. He is killed when Han Solo is killed and Chewie like he screams like that was really like devastating because think about it like that is Chewie and Han are best friends obviously they've been they've known each other forever Han and Chewie or Chewie must have been around when Ben was being grown up and like was growing up and being raised so Chewie must have had yeah, oh, yeah. some sort of relationship with Ben and just seeing him kill you know, him would would have been incredible, and seeing Chewie go like ham on everyone yeah. was really fun. Just blasting people with that uh, crossbow weapon—I forget what that thing is called, actually. But yeah, it's a crossbow. And I like and I like that that running joke. He's like, oh, "This thing's really I nice. Love, I love <laughs> that too. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's just cool to see Han use a crossbow. Yeah, yeah. and it really messed people up. Like it, I liked seeing the power behind it because you don't really see that in. The originals, you know, all the all the blasters have the same effect on on stormtroopers. That just like Chewie's crossbow, Chewie's like crossbow shoots people across people the room. Like yeah. 10 feet it's like it's air. meant for taking down Wookiees or yeah. something. <laughs> what did you? I mean, so what did you think about? That? I know you had some questions about Han Solo's death. Yeah, of. I and I at first I was like, that's how Han Solo dies, right? But then like I thought about it more, and I'm I like I like the way that he. He dies. I think that's a fitting end for Han Solo. I actually didn't like that whole sequence of events, though. From the 
leading up to where they're planning the charges to get in that room, which I, I don't know why. Mm. To, to the, blow up the thing. <laughs> There's always a way to do that. Yeah, come on. To <laughs> there literally being the dying light and well, it's I getting know darker what, you know what, as though? he makes the dark decision. I'm like, really? Well, oh, that looks really cool, <laughs> can I, though. Can I tell I, I didn't... The, the second... First of all, there, there, you could hear a pin drop in the theater the first time. Oh, yeah. When he walked out of that catwalk, everyone was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. You know. But I, I hated that. Or I didn't notice that the first time. The second time I saw it, though, I was like, man. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool because I thought Kylo was, like, literally considering... Like, I thought Kylo was considering... He was, yeah, he was, like, considering to killing tears. himself. I thought that's, like, literally what he was considering. And and the light being there and then going away was like a remind. I thought it was like him psychologically being reminded that I'm still deep in it. And then I thought it was cool. I don't know. But you yeah. thought it was I thought literal. it was a little bit too literal. Too literal. Yeah, yeah, I, could, I, I can see it. that. I like the way it looked. It, it the just the contrast of it looked really great. But I do like, and I think you've come to terms with it. But I like, I think it's worth asking. It's like, did he did Hanzo die for something? And I think it's worth asking. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Yes. Um. And I, I think Han knew going out that on that bridge that that's gonna... that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that this is the first time Han Solo's well, not the first time. I guess he could. I guess he comes back, but he was coming back to say to help destroy the Death Star to get a reward. I guess. But um, this was the first time Han Solo like actually like did the right thing yeah, like did something, and, like, for, did something someone for someone and, and it and bit yes, him in the ass yeah. yeah i also think that you know we talk about what's gonna happen in subsequent movies i think you're gonna i think that this is gonna be like a moment where that sa- ends up saving kylo like there was a moment there where he like realized that, like I love honestly when when Han's falling and he touches Kylo's face. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Was because sad. I think that's like a last being like, dude. I still, it's okay. I, you know, it's even okay. though you killed me, yeah. I still love you. I thought yeah. it was really cool. Um, yeah, that was a that was very devastating. I, like you said, pin drop, and then when it happened, it's such a jarring moment that like everyone gasped and like jumped. moved back. Like yeah. I saw everyone's heads. Like, oh shit! Like I don't think anybody saw that coming. Well, I mean. They saw it coming, but they didn't see like that violent yeah. of a death. Like, because well, it was violent. It me. was, yeah, straight through the chest. Yeah. Like, oof. But yeah. Can, can, I, they, can I get back to the lightsaber fight at the end, though? Sure. Just the effects. Uh, seeing, like, the you know they're they're brawling. Basically, it's very it's not pretty, and like they're just swinging as hard as possible at each other, and seeing the like the lightsaber when they clashed apparently when jj abrams like they you know they used like metal sticks or whatever special sticks so they can add it in later apparently he made it so that like when they actually collided they sparked so that way you could see like the reaction the reaction on the like actors faces as it happened and you can really see that and i loved I mean, Finn gets his fucking ass kicked, which you totally (laughs) expected, but he he holds his own for a sec (laughs) until like, you know, I liked the use of the little cross like blade. Oh yeah, yeah. Burning. Yeah, that was was brutal. That was insane. Finally, I kept being like, what the fuck is the point of these exhaust things? (laughs) I, I loved when this, when the lightsaber would hit the ground, the steam from the snow being evaporated, yes. like flying up. It I was, loved yeah. the, it when it hit their clothes and their skin, how smoke and sparks would go flying. It was just like so much thought put into 
how to make this as scary and like life or death as possible. And when they're locked, when Ray and um, Kylo are, have their swords locked, and he's like, he said, what does he say? Like, I can teach you. Like, I can teach you the ways of the Force. Like, you need a teacher. And she's, you know, she's going to lose. She's getting, like, pushed, you know, into the cliff. And, or to her, basically to her, her death. And she, like, quiets down. You know, she lets the Force, like, Yeah, it's a really cool moment. Yeah, and just uh, that whole fight was great. Yeah, the Star Wars geek in me is like questioning Mm -hmm. how quickly she'd really be able to pick up on that. But but maybe she's just really powerful. (laughs) Yeah, but like you know, my thing. This guy's worked with a lightsaber for a year. Yeah, it's also this is our first time pressing the on button. It's like it's like Luke Luke Skywalker, the direct son of the Chosen One, has a year to prepare and 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 like know about the Force and learn, and he can barely pull a, a, a lightsaber out of the snow. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that that's it's not that I wouldn't believe it's just that from what we've seen before it seems like it would take a lot more. We're mm-hmm. always taught that patience is the way of the light side mm-hmm. and like you have to work towards well, maybe something. Maybe that's why Kylo struggled is cuz he's not Yeah, patient. no, I know. I mean, of he's course, erratic. he's the dark side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm is. just it was just and I loved I loved Rey's escape scene. I loved it. And I do buy that like if she's heard of the Jedi, she's heard that they can do Jedi mind tricks. Mm-hmm. So like why wouldn't she try it? I I buy that. <laughs> I just good. still don't buy that like it would work so well right away. Yeah. Like Star Wars geeks aside, but I mean, it was a fun. That yeah. I love that scene. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's the hilarious. whole thing about that is just that she's she's more powerful than anybody can really imagine and maybe she had her mind wiped. Maybe. Yeah, maybe and maybe she's that's the thing. Like I don't we'll get into you know predictions or whatever but um i really like that during that fight though she's never on the offensive she's always like running away from him and like trying to defend and get at him and whatnot and uh just a lot of great touches and great stuff real great stuff guys (laughs) can i what time's your show 8 30 okay where i'm jr are you going straight from here probably okay um I, I really because you mentioned Chewie you thought it was awesome he was shooting I mean my friend Adam like who loved the film right away he like ran over to my seat and was like that's like the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. but his his one thing was like he he didn't think Chewie reacted enough to Han's death oh, I think and like he, he kind of I think Adam wanted Chewie to like go out a blaze of glory like and fighting die. yeah I didn't want him to die and he gets shot in it it was really it was jarring it was and upsetting yeah <laughs> yeah Adam says uh you just expected more of a powerful reaction from Chewie witnessing Han's death. He shoots Kylo and eventually death his charges, but it seemed to me that they sort of breeze through the moments following, you know, more of the quick pace I mean, of the movie. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's a little quick. I, I think he thinks just a few more shots of Chewie in blind rage. He didn't say this in the email, but I know he thought maybe Chewie should have died. Uh, in blind rage, the stormtroopers tearing them apart could have gone a long way. <laughs> Rip stormtroopers! Yeah, arm I mean, that off. pulling that an arm out be, of a socket. <laughs> that would have been the coolest moment to actually show a Wookiee pulling an arm yes. out of someone's socket. That would have been really, really brutal. But we, I think we, but you know, I think we all would have felt some catharsis with that moment. You know, like, uh, there would have been, been a like, cheer. Fuck Definitely. yeah, Chewie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, it would have been cool if the stormtrooper was like on the ledge and he grabbed him and like kicked him in the leg, in the, yeah, arm, the leg, the arm, arm fell off. That'd be awesome. Just imagine. But, but I think to defend that, I liked his reaction. It, you know, it was quick, but the quick shot at Kylo and then he kills like four other stormtroopers and then instantly blows it up. And I got that. I the way I read that is like he doesn't really care if he dies at that point. He instant. I'm gonna blow this shit up. I'm out of here, or you know, I don't care if I die, but. When he lives yeah, and yes, then picks okay. up right. Finn and who 
Finn gets real fucked up by Kylo and that like a lightsaber to the spine basically. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be half robot in the next movie. <sighs> Ooh, fun. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but he uh, so, so will Kylo. Yeah. Um, I yeah I just I I enjoyed that, but yeah, I really like the diversity in the movie too. <laughs> It's, I mean, as no, much it is as I great. want to like make fun of Jeff Ray's like comments on no, no, Star no, Wars, it's valid. He's a va- it's, it's... a valid a valid point. No, uh, I mean, but yeah. the diversity, like the the pilots, you know, there was a Asian woman, uh, there was that guy from Return of the Jedi <laughs> yeah. that, that I can never remember as a weird like, the, face. The gills. Yeah, nine yeah. Nine <laughs> What's his name? Nine numb. Oh. Nine numb. <laughs> you, um, your face looks like a stack of pancakes. That's from Robot Chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, what what did what any other harsh criticisms before we move on? Harsh ones no. I mean, my my the harshest one was the 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 political aspect yeah. of it. What about R, what the, about R2's Dixec Machina just out of nowhere? Yeah, come on, fucking R2. What the fuck was that shit? Yeah. Why didn't he show up earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't he like, "Hey, I have half of the map here." Like I I thought about it and I heard that like a lot of people predict that Han, or not Han. Uh, Luke Skywalker did something to him because in that flash, in that like dream, they show Luke Skywalker put his yeah. hand on yeah. R two as well, if he like wake up at this time. Here's when my this thing. Happens. Here's my thing. I I predicted that something was on Ray to trigger that, um, because he doesn't turn on until Ray is back on that in that room with them. But JJ came out and said that it really is just when BB eight talked to R2 the first time something awoke in him that JJ just came out and said this and that um, that's why it just it took a while and to get for him to get out of his coma <laughs> he's an old model he yeah. has to go through the startup process <laughs> and... well which, which which brings me to like okay I, I have I have two other harsh I have two other harsh criticisms but one's going to be a little more extensive but the other is just that I think it's still weird that you imagine Luke knows this is going on, and I don't understand how the same Luke from the original trilogy mm. wouldn't show up to save his friends. And that's what that's what kind of bothers me. Now we can find out his we'll vision. Find out more, his yeah. vision is clouded, or like maybe he has a gripe against Han. But some, you know, it just it, it, again in the scale in the scope of this movie, it's like a little weird for me. It's like, wait a second, you know, he told Yoda to fuck off and go fight, and like. I know I, I gather he's a different you know guy now, but like he's also stronger Jedi. So yeah. like you think he, nothing's going to scare him? He should go over there and, f- and protect his friend. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Some, especially something must have happened that really messed him up. So right. Yeah. My other and and, and my friend Andrew actually just wrote in and said this too, and I did not prompt him to do this. He said very it's like a sentence. He emailed us and just said the movie as a whole is great, um, and he can't wait to see it again. His sing- his single biggest downside though was the music. Um, not necessarily, and he says not necessarily the music itself, but that it's just understated, and that it's not a huge part of the movie, and then all the other six movies, it's at the forefront, and it moves through every scene, um, and it is every scene in, in most of the film, films, mm-hmm. um, and I I will say too that like, and I've been trying to come to grips with this for the last four days, but I'm just extremely confused, and I'm just surprised and. Like it makes me sad that the music in this film is not what I would expect it to be. Um, I know a lot of, and a lot of people will say, and a lot of people have said this to me that like, well, I'd rather have good actors and good story than good music. 
But to me, and this is maybe I'm interjecting my Star Wars fandom into this, but Star Wars is, like, the music to me is as much of a character in these films as the characters themselves are and the character developments are. And it's just, you know, it is, it is in essence an opera, literally. I mean, you can, if you just have a paragraph that explains episode one, if you've never seen the movie, and you listen to the music and read whose themes are whose, you will, like, follow the story. And I've tried, and I, you can't really do that with this score. Some of it might be because things were changed, and I have a feeling that might be the thing that, like, that this, that you know, the the movie he scored is not the same movie that was put out there. I, I think that might be really what the case is, but it's just very weird. Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to give it a listen tonight. I mean, it didn't stick out to me as like being like an overwhelming like musical experience, but it also like I remembered at times being like, oh, that's a nice piece of music right there, especially yeah. during like. Um, the music that followed Ray's character around, I really liked. Her theme is awesome. Yeah, I really yeah, like, like her theme. But she's I've, basically the only one that has like a very a theme. Yeah. distinct theme. I mean, right the, the, res, the resistance has a theme a little bit. There's the scherzo for X Wings, which is very Last Crusade to me. It seems a little recycled. Um, and then, you know, the First Order has a kind of theme. I don't know. It's really weird. Well, I mean, it's just like if you just juxtapose the Imperial March. Next to Kylo's stuff. Yes, it's like, but the Imperial March came in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, we have two more movies for new music. Yeah, I know, to show but up. I know, but dude, and nothing like, is I'm ever sorry. going. Nothing is ever going to live up to the original score of Star Wars. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, Phantom Menace is the only the only thing that lived up yeah, to for the droid march. I mean, that's it, everything the only one in that I can think everything of. in that score is amazing. Anakin's theme is crazy. The pod race when Sabo he defeats the full beats defeats Sabolba is amazing. There's the march at the beginning of the flag parade for the pod race. Um, there's Duel of the Fates, which is like most iconic. It's arguably the most iconic piece of Star Wars music ever, besides the main theme in Imperial March. I mean, I just you don't get that from the Force Awakens, and I'm like very sad, yeah, there were yeah, there were, by it. Yeah, I, there's never not that one track that really like stuck. The only tracks that stick in my mind are the ones that have been scored. Before. I've only seen it once, so I have to. Watch yeah, it and I have to pay more attention when I see it. And tonight, they also but. like. I loved it when when Ray picks up the lightsaber in the snow. I loved it, but judging by what you can listen to on the soundtrack, it seems to be recycled from A New Hope. It's a track yeah. when when and when Luke's aunt and uncle are burning. It's but it, it's yeah, not, it's, it's like not, the it's swelling not, of the but Jedi. It, from what I can under, from what I can understand, it's not a cue. They literally took it, and if that's true, that's that's like it hurts me a little bit. I'm like. Ugh. Don't I let don't the know. music destroy your overall experience. I know. I know. I'm trying not to. Patience, young Padawan. Patience. Anyways, that's that. Let's do some predicting. You guys want to do some predicting? Sure. Or, or do I, have, I have just yeah. a general question to yeah, because yeah. I didn't write much notes for this, but I wrote like one down one big question, <laughs> and this seems to be a lot of people's opinion on it, and either some people don't mind this or some people do mind this. Um. And is it a good or bad thing that J.J. Abrams as a director basically reintroduced uh, episode four to us with a different gloss to it? Are you asking if like, J.J. Is it, is Abrams it, was a good is, choice? It, oh, no, I, I guess I should say, is it a good thing or does it show like a lack of imagination as a story? Yeah, I mean that's a, like that seems to be the biggest complaint of this movie, right? Is is like is it it's too similar re- to an is it too similar? Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I would say just really quickly is that I think the best, almost consensusly, the best Star Wars film is Empire Strikes Back, 
and it's because it's it was exactly what you weren't expecting and i think mm-hmm. everything in this film you saw coming and that i think that it does hurt it a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit but i th- i think while it does mimic a lot of parts that you know you may find you may consider copying i think what it does with its material and with its characters is like new in its own sense mm-hmm. so i think it 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 pays off yeah. it does it really well it's not like um wow i'm it's not like jurassic world i mean let's just put it that way mm-hmm. it's not jurassic world and Jurassic World takes like almost the exact same beats of Jurassic Park, yeah, and there are amplifies it about, to the yeah, yeah. extreme. Right. Whereas this does take similar beats and similar like kind of locations and locales, but does something different with them. I yeah. mean, we we learn about we learn more about our characters in this than we ever learn about our characters in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and this is going. I know. I know. Mitch, you mentioned it a few times in previous podcasts, J.J. Abrams <laughs> um, with Star Trek Into Darkness and Wrath of Khan and how you guys have mentioned like that that's basically rehash, yeah. Yeah, a, a rehash of that. Just flip, I mean, spots. Super 8 is pretty much a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, like, like, e. Is this no, like yeah. a bad thing for J.J. Abrams? Are you, so you're I mean, saying that he's just continually like remaking stuff? Yeah, I'm, but like he, he's remaking them well. Yeah, I've yeah. liked all these yeah. movies. Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. I mean, he, yeah. that you revamped that franchise too. Yeah. I'm, but been, is yeah. it a... I mean, is this what we should always expect from J.J. Abrams? I don't know. I mean, Safe entertainment? Well, well Mike, Mike wrote in about how like... You know, he's the first true fan to helm this franchise who, like, grew up as a fan. And, and like, you know, it's the same thing with Ryan Coogler and Creed. Mm-hmm. And in a way, Colin Trevorrow and Jurassic World, whatever, you know, is still a successful movie. Where, like, you know, Mike says he agrees that it's a rehash of A New Hope, but he would argue that that's what Star Wars fans wanted in their heart, you know? And I think that uh, that's just part of it, is, like, this is what people want to see, and J.J. just wants to make what the people want. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know. I just think that he he's good at being a fan, a f- yeah. making fan. I mean, this looks like it feels like a fan film to me, honestly. Like if you were to give the, the script to me in 1999 and say this is what a fan wrote, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. I mean, people we're all fans. It's like a collective fan consciousness right now. Yeah. yeah. And I like this is. I think that's why it works so well. Yeah, it is. What I and I keep going back and forth on it. Like it's my favorite thing is that it's like reminds me so much of this world I was in, but also my like least favorite thing about it is like it reminds me so much of this world but i i also think it does a good job of and i'm hoping that new directors that pick up this story yeah i'm excited for for ryan Ryan johnson Johnson. to have a take of this let me ask you do you think jj is thirsty to like do something completely original now though i mean i think he probably is right (laughs) i'd like to see (laughs) i'd like to see i would like to see him just Come up with. I mean, this is the guy who wrote regarding Henry. You know what I mean? He can do not sci-fi reboots. Like, yeah. He also created Lost. I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just put that again. It's well. Uh, I mean, that's the point. Like, he has interesting ideas in his brain. So yeah, and that's like, the point. It's like I want to see him do that again. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe this was good for him to get him away from Star Trek. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. now he's not obligated to that franchise either anymore, and mm-hmm. Lucasfilm doesn't want to just use the same director for all the movies apparently. Yeah. So. I don't know, I'm really excited for Ryan Johnson to get in on the next stuff. Which, what do you guys, what are you assuming is going to happen here from that? And I guess, who's Ray? I mean, that's that's the big thing. <laughs> you don't this, want her to be related to anyone. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, the galaxy is so big. Why do we have to keep it limited to these characters that we? Because it adds. Oh depth. no, I know. I but... mean, 
Yeah, I know. I could see that not, because you, you already a, have a Skywalker. You do. You have Kylo's a Skywalker. Yes. So it does continue that. <clears> story. We have enough like familiar, especially with this movie, we have enough familiar faces that have come back. Like we don't need to tie everyone into everyone else. So you don't want Ray to be like Luke's daughter or something. Oh, I hope. I mean, it's okay for a little bit of tie-in, maybe. It was Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru's. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what do you what do you think but, what do you think they're gonna do? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I have a prediction. Yeah. Um. It and it probably won't. It most likely won't come true. But I think it would be really cool. And I don't know how they're gonna explain it. But if Ray was like a was like the I excuse me if Ray is the daughter of Han Solo and Princess Leia, and for some reason. Like they're keeping it a secret, or they don't mention it, or they and, don't know, or they don't. Well, <laughs> so how, it would have to know that they know. gave birth. <laughs> well, 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 they don't know. Well, there's a, there's like, a new she, force power introduced in this movie, which is that you can read minds. That's true. Why wouldn't someone have a power to change wipe minds? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think the idea behind Ray being the brother of Kylo Ren and witnessing her. She witnessing her brother killing her, her dad. own dad yeah. and them fighting, you know, fighting for like balance of the force or the possibility of Kylo redeeming himself and sacrificing himself for the good of his sister and his like, mm. you know, the, the family and the good of, you know, just the light side. I think that would be an awesome storyline, but chances are it's not going to happen. No, I think that is going to... I think that's actually really probably what will happen. Okay, then I'm a genius, Sam. Hire me to write. Irvin, call me up. I think that the obvious (laughs) choice is that they're brother and sister. I mean, that makes... It's like it continues the twin lineage and it like... You know, then it's, it's, it's it's a battle we really so have. We haven't we haven't so seen dramatic. a battle like that in Star Wars before. We've seen brother and sister versus dad, Mm -hmm. but we've never seen brother and sister against each other. Um, I, I hope, and I think this would be cool, um, that... Ray is Luke's daughter, and that what happened was when Kylo turned to the dark side and shit went really bad, the first thing Han decided to do on his own was take Luke's daughter away from him because he didn't think Luke had the responsibility to train his daughter like he couldn't do his nephew. And I think that create that would create animosity between Han and Luke, and it would create... Uh, a reason i mean it would it, it would have a reason for like luke to see things differently i guess where like maybe he does like he's he doesn't want to be with his daughter or that he thinks that his nephew not did the right thing but he is i just like i like the idea that luke and han and leia all have animosity towards each other that like leia would leave han for that reason too with you know without her consulting and stuff like that there was just a lot of drama in there um, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it'd be cool. That makes the most sense to me. I think it'd be sweet. I think it'd be that she'd it, be Luke's daughter. Like, and it would, but Isn't it would Luke make supposed to not, you know, take part in that as a Jedi. I master, don't agree. Though? I don't agree. I think that I think that the idea. I think. Look, I think George Lucas's idea was that that whole thing, that whole monk lifestyle of the Jedi, was the wrong attitude. I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's the point. Is that. They saying that you can't love someone. Yeah, because you're human. Was right? a ba- yeah. I mean, you're and, still, and you're it's still about the, humanity, right? Um, I I do think that I think Snoke's a little dude, and I think that what you're gonna see in the next movie is that uh, 
you're going to follow Kylo Ren training in the dark side, the way that Luke trains in the light side in Empire. And and you know, I think the third movie will end with Luke trying to redeem Kylo and turn him to the light side. It's like the kind of the opposite thing. Or not me, Luke, probably Ray, but you know, it's the, I think everything in this movie is opposite in a certain way, and I think that the rest of the series will be too. Like, you know, for example, Luke and Ray are different, even though they're very similar. Luke wants to get off his planet. Ray never wants to leave. You know what I mean? There's like certain opposites that I think are going to continue. I think one of those is going to be Kylo training to be the dark side guy. I don't know. I think I think that's uh, my favorite part of this of the movie. Yeah, when I really think about it, my favorite part of the movie is the potential for Kylo Ren to turn to the light side because we don't we don't get that in in Star Wars. The whole thing about Star Wars is being tempted by the dark side and. When, when we throw a character in there that's completely conflicted and is being pulled to the dark side but also has things pulling him back to the light I would love to see a character get pulled from the dark to the light and redeem himself I mean Darth Vader Darth does Vader, it, kind of, but that's yeah. more that's such a quick moment that it's yeah. more like love for his son not for the right. greater good right in a sense but uh yeah uh, I have one more question. What the hell does the title mean? The Force awakened in her. So it's there's something, for, it's for there's Rey. something underneath. Yes. Yeah, but that but Snoke but Snoke tells Kylo there's been an awakening. So I'm led to believe that that's what it's referencing. And what is he referencing? Her, maybe. Maybe her, like he knows he can feel Luke out there, but then something else. Yeah, but up. again, awakening, awakening implies that it's been dormant, but like they still they don't believe that because they want to kill Luke because he's still the Jedi still exists. You know what I mean? I don't know. Very confused with the title. Well, don't know what it means. The way I uh, the way I kind of see it is, we all, um, you know, obviously Luke's presence is felt because he's so powerful that like they know he's out there, but the fact that you know the awakening is like there's something else something else popped up somewhere i can feel some other presence um emerging and that's ray that's what finn told han about ray did you like um did you like c3po's intro yeah i did i died i died you probably don't remember me it's it's recognize me it's the red on c3po will never let han and leia just have like a touching moment he's always getting in there yeah i'll tell you what cpf c3po moment i didn't like we have to tell general leia Flash, General Leia. <laughs> <laughs> we have these. Pla- <laughs> That's actually funny. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, I like when he bitch slapped R two. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Don't call me that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. I like a lot of the humor. I think we could all. The humor is great. We yeah. can all admit this is like a it's fun funny. movie. And I look. I again, as we wrap things up here, I, I would just say that the best part about these movies in general is that we sit here and debate about them. I think they just cause moral discussions mm. and they cause like trying to figure out which character is doing what and why yeah. and in a good way not because you're confused by it most of the time mm-hmm. but um oh you're cold huh <laughs> oh, i love that line <laughs> i love that's a good one also actually i said the the bb8 th- on thumbs up got the best last but probably uh when finn goes i don't know we'll use the force and han goes that's not how the force works <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> great, great. It was really. Fun. It was definitely the funniest it's out the of funniest all of them, and it's probably the most action out of all of them too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's got it's hypercharged, but in a good sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a 21st century, or I guess new 21st, because I mean, the, I guess the prequel 21st century, but and the new goddamn king of the galaxy, Jesus Christ! This movie is like, I mean, we knew it was gonna do well, yeah. but like, it hasn't even opened in China yet, and it almost broke Jurassic World's it, it, record. It beat, which, it, it beat Jurassic. Oh yeah, World's but not globally. Not globally. But, yeah, but but Jurassic World opened in China. Right. When yeah, so. Avatar's going down, I think. Avatar is definitely going down. Titanic is going down. And then that James Cameron's gonna get pissed, and he's gonna go try his hardest to make Avatar two be which the best. Which nobody's gonna give a fuck about. I don't think. I'll see. No, Avatar I can't wait 2. for Avatar two. Honestly, oh, but, the first um, one was just so like, oh well, I watched that. That was cool. Um, now. You, oh, you, you watch Avatar 2 and be like, mm, that was an all right experience in the that movie That was how theater. I felt when I came out of Avatar 1. Did you see it in 3D first? Yeah, I did. Oh, see, I saw it in 2D first and was like, that was good. And I saw it in 3D, 3D. and I was like, holy that, shit. Oh, that's what 3D in the movies is. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, yeah. yeah but I think it, it, what's weird but about I Avatar is that. Out of Avatar, it's, we're never going to have a discussion like this about Yeah, that's Avatar. true. It's weird. Yeah, well, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. weird that, it's weird that. It, well, Avatar, it's because I, I, Avatar's story is shit. Well, that's my, yeah. that's my but that's Avatar's visual is part. amazing. Yeah, yeah, but it's it was that's it, the most important. I, I part love of our that movie. movie. I love that movie when it came out. But it's like it, it's weird how it didn't resonate. It like you know, but, but it will. But when that movie comes out, to. when that movie comes out, everyone's gonna see it. I mean, everyone's yeah. gonna kill. It might not be it won't, Star Wars. If the visuals are this has, if the visuals are strong, it. people will see it. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Avatar was like a, such a slow burner. Yeah, it didn't like get a lot of money until like you're like oh shit that's that made true. a lot no, of money it did, it did, it did. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that just got I mean, well, it was also one of the first movies to, like bank on like 3d, 3D. money yeah. <laughs> yeah. who is the who is the main actor in that like the human uh, uh sam worthington yeah. sam worthington you think he's going to be in the second one <laughs> yeah no i do yeah. i think but that's uh, another one he's like, not his really career... a box office draw no it's weird his career didn't really take off no it's it strange. Did. but zoe saldana's yeah, oh, yeah. for sure Anyways, Star Wars. <laughs> um, hey, look, thanks for everyone for writing it. Do you guys have any other thoughts? We recommend it, obviously. Go see it. Absolutely. Um, anything yeah. else burning in there? I mean, I, I could. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've been a little loud and talkative more than this usual. This is your baby. It's okay. But, uh, it's, you know. I can't. I've seen it twice. I'm going to see it tomorrow night. I'll probably see it five times while it's in theater. I can't wait. Um, oh, I, I just want to point out that I love that the villains weren't killed. Yeah, yeah, we I were think, talking yeah, about I that. Man. I mean, that, no, me too. Yeah, I absolutely. think the Phantom Menace, um, the Phantom Menace, really messed up in that sense by killing off uh, Darth Maul. I think that's one of, out of many of its faults, that's one of its main faults. Uh, yeah, and Kylo is, and I mean Hux uh, is. We'll learn more about General Hux, but uh, Kylo Ren is set up really well to be an interesting character in the next couple ones. But isn't the First Order just like all dead now? No, there's more. They have a big starship. Oh. Yes, well, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Where's the... Rep- <laughs> I mean, I bet the Republic is not completely destroyed, no, too. I no. bet there's going to be a thing where, like, there's... I don't know. Of course. Resistance 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> one year until Rogue One, right? Next yeah. A little bit less. Yeah, crazy. No, next December. No, next December. Oh, next December. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a year after that, we get episode eight. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Hey, geez, I can't keep them straight. 2017. Oh, God. We're going to get tired Here of this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. 
It's okay. So you, all, you, all, you all know I'm... You all be glad to know I'm writing the Star Wars racer screenplay as we, t- as we speak. Well, here is... I know they'll have a bunch of offshoots of it. Is there like a set end to Star Wars episodes... I think it's no, just, no, or is it just no? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, I, you're gonna see seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh God! Did you say Gawker? I think oh. had this article that said you won't live to see the last Star Wars, movie. <laughs> That's and terrifying. it's terrifying, <laughs> and it makes it's like I never thought that would. That's happen. absolutely it's, really upsetting. It's true. That's really upsetting. Well, it's there's true. always got to be a you know a Star Wars for the next generation. I mean. That's what the but spin-offs you know can do. What's funny about that? Give though, me a complete story. What's funny? I just want. What's funny about that is that people say that, but like Luke Skywalker is still the Luke Skywalker of this generation too. You know what I, I mean? It's it's funny though. That move. Those three movies are meant to be universal and timeless, and they are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that people. I mean, really, Disney's always going to want to make money off. Of it. Yeah, that's the reality. But I think Ray and. Finn and all those, they'll be timeless after all this. Yeah, is no, done no, too. I agree, I agree. Yeah. But they're going to be the Ray of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the coolest part is that Ray sticks, she stands out alone from Luke. Like, mm-hmm. she's not too much of a Luke. Is there really <laughs> going to be like an episode 14? I, I, I bet that there yeah, will be. Yeah, I, I don't think the, I have the hookup. Yep. Con, I don't think we'll be around to see it. That's. <laughs> Oh, that's really upsetting. Actually, yeah. I don't know about I don't yeah. know about that. We'll probably see it, but we'll be like six. Like well, I would <laughs> just like to have episode one to episode nine, nine and that be you think you then you can do whatever fucking. I know. I, I agree. Want. I agree. But like, give me yeah. a complete central through line story for all of yeah. us. Yeah, no, for sure. Like Star Wars colon something episode one. Yeah, sure. The new Pod Racer episode one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Star Wars, Tatooine, episode one. <laughs> it's like a desert. Lawrence of Arabia in space. Tales of Dexter Jester's diner. Um, all right. Well, we really packed a lot into this one. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. I'm sorry I didn't get to most of it. Um, maybe we'll post those or something. Um, I guess what? Recommendations? You guys I have recommend. one that you can I, recommend. I, 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 one. This is I the only thing I've watched one last this week. week. Yeah, so what, what's I, up? I've watched a lot of great movies on Netflix recently, so nice. I'm gonna have a really good recommendation. Well, coming have, up. I have a question for you. Where do you have, where do you uh, find the time? <laughs> I watch them. I watch them in bed. I watch them in bed. Yeah. God. Like where, I'm just. What did you watch? Like nine nine p.m. to twelve p.m. is like my <laughs> movie time. Movie time. It's my me time. <laughs> That's my me time too, but I don't watch movies. <laughs> certain kinds of movies. Uh, but, uh, well, especially this year when we're in like a bunch of Oscar talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, what'd you Oscar watch? Talk. What's good? The Duke of Burgundy. Yeah, you mentioned. Okay. Um, it's a fascinating story about dominance and submission and BDSM handled in the way that it should be. And it's not Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. It's not like the... Well, what's funny, I watched Fifty Shades of Grey the day after I watched The Duke of Burgundy. And I'm like, Duke of Burgundy said everything. (laughs) (laughs) Duke of Burgundy said everything that Fifty Shades of Grey tried to say. Fifty Shades of Grey, it's it's a good looking film. Uh, Story-wise, it's shit. Shit. But fifty shits of gray. <laughs> but Duke of Burgundy is so beautiful and so captivating and so strangely erotic, but repulsive. And is this a new just, movie? Sounds like my Friday night. No, it's I think came out in February. Okay, but like it's strangely is it like a it's a two thousand it's a two thousand fifteen movie. I don't think it's it's not eligible. 
I don't think Oscar people have seen it. Oh, okay. But it's on Netflix. You, it's on Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. And who's in it? No one. No I one know. know. No one. Wow. But um, indie, indie, yeah, indie super indie. The music is great. The look of it is. It's indie, but it's not indie as fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, Mitch, do you have any recommendations? It's great. Yeah, I'm gonna go a different route. Um, earlier this year, a little-known movie came out that starred some great people and. Not a lot of people saw it. Called Kingsman: The Secret Service. Uh, it is it is essentially a spoof of spy movies, and uh, it's funny. The action is amazing. Um, great villain. I love it. Great use of music and everything. Matthew Vaughn, right? Who directed it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. Is it on Netflix? No, it's on HBO Go. Okay, good. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen no, that. No, that, like if you have time tonight, watch it. Like honestly, God, I, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I heard it's good. Um, Funny too. They're coming out with the sequel, I believe. Yep. Yeah, it is Matthew Vaughn. I wanted him to do a Star Wars movie, but maybe one day. Um, I'm gonna recommend. I actually watched this last night. Anyone ever seen French Kiss? Nope. What's that? Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's a little '90s uh, romantic comedy directed by one Sir Lawrence Kasdan. He's not a Sir. But Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote The Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Empire Strikes Back, and went to the University of Michigan, I should add. Oh, uh, I little, that. little connection there. Um, he directed a movie called French Kiss. It's hilarious. It's really funny. Um, Freaking uh, Kevin Klein plays a French dude, and it's really it's funny as hell. It's a romantic comedy. It's like cheesy, but... Um, it's got Meg Ryan in You know, it. Like, a, like, <laughs> like, no like a Lawrence Kasdan film, like Big Chill and stuff, the music's amazing, so it's like... It's just a fun, good dialogue movie, and cool. that's what his that's what his bread and butter is anyway. So, um, cool. That about does it. I'm fine. I'm finally glad we we got to do this podcast. I've been waiting a long time for it. Well, um, there are no more movies to see. There so. are no more movies to see ever. But we'll be back <laughs> next week, or maybe next year, depending on when we can do this. And uh, we will continue on here with the Woodward's Filmcast. Email us at woodward'sfilmcast at gmail if you have any comments. Again, thanks for everyone for writing in. Colin, go enjoy the movie a second time. I'll try. Can't wait to see what your second viewing opinion is. I'm excited too. Um, kind of. <laughs> I'm excited to actually look at some like what's like yeah, you're just Marvel and the yeah, smaller yeah, yeah, bits. Marvel and the technical yeah, achievements yeah, yeah. that are done. Gotcha. Uh, for Colin and Mitch, I am Kale. We will see you next time. May the force be with you. And Merry Christmas. And Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Oh, and. Happy birthday to Colin from weeks ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I never said it on the bastard. Alright, see ya. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.